Life Audio. Hello. Thank you for listening to Your Daily Bible Verse, a podcast that examines one verse each day to learn more about God and His will for our lives. I'm your host, Grace Fox, and I'm inviting you to visit my website to learn more about my books and speaking ministry. You'll find me at gracefox.com. If you or someone you know is facing a crisis at this time and needing little nuggets of biblical hope, check out my devotional book, Keeping Hope Alive, Devotions for Strength in the Storm. Its 90 devotions will renew and strengthen your hope so you can remain steadfast in the storm. It's available wherever Christian books are sold. And now after this short word from our sponsor, we'll dive into today's Bible verse, Philippians 2.14. Did you know that the Salvation Army not only provides services to those in need, but we also produce a network of Christian podcasts you can listen to on your favorite podcast store? One of these shows, Words of Life, is a 15-minute weekly show featuring interviews, testimonies, Bible studies, and more. In April, we'll once again hear from author and pastor Natalie Runyon. She has created a new six-week discipleship course for women to talk about community, women in leadership, accountability, and more. We want discipleship to be what's drawing people, not bounce houses. They're more likely to come back and not just to be entertained. Even in me, you know, making him have to pry it from my hands, he was still saying, but I have something better. It was because of the redeemed saying so, of telling the story of what God had done. When we point people to him, they're going to want to know him. Listen to Words of Life on your favorite podcast store or visit wordsoflifepodcast.org. But look around you, your family, your faith, they're not in the way. They are the way. From the creators of Jesus Revolution comes the incredible true story. It's going to be dangerous and scary and giving up. It's not an option. The story of one family's journey from down under to center stage. Unsung Hero, a for King and Country film starring Candace Cameron Bure and Terry O'Quinn. In theaters now. Visit unsunghero.movie to learn more. Rated PG. Parental guidance suggested. Today's Bible verse is Philippians 2.14. Do all things without grumbling or disputing. Living on a sailboat full-time as I do isn't as glamorous as it sounds, especially when that sailboat is moored in a rainy climate. The cold damp of winter provides perfect conditions for mildew to grow inside the vessel's cupboards. We run a dehumidifier, leave the cupboard doors open for air circulation, and spray the interior walls with a special solution. But still, that mildew grows. I'll be honest. Fighting an ongoing battle with mildew is a source of irritation for me. Focusing on that irritation leads me to complain, mostly in my thoughts, but occasionally to other people. Trouble is, complaining leads to discontent. And that leads to a slippery slope of longing to live in a normal house again and envying those who do. I know beyond a doubt that God led me and my husband to purge our earthly belongings to live in this boat 
in this marina among these neighbors whom we've grown to love. There's no place I'd rather be than in the center of God's will. But in order to do that well, I need to guard my mind and my mouth against grumbling. One scholar says that the word grumbling literally means a secret displeasure in the heart and a sullen discontent that leads to criticism. In the original language, it implied speaking in a low tone of voice or using muffled words that are indistinguishable to express secret displeasure. It's used here and in several other New Testament passages within the context of being disgruntled with men rather than God. In Luke 5.30, the Pharisees and scribes grumbled at Jesus' disciples, saying, Why do you eat and drink with tax collectors and sinners? In Matthew 20, the vineyard workers who'd labored all day in the heat grumbled against the boss when he paid them the same amount as workers who'd only labored for an hour at the end of the day. In Acts 6.1, the Hellenistic Jews complained to the Hebrews when their widows were overlooked in the daily food distribution. The same word is used in the Old Testament, mostly in conjunction with the Israelites' complaints after leaving Egypt. Exodus 16 tells us that less than two months after their escape, they grumbled about not having bread and meat to eat in abundance. Moses responded to them, saying, When the Lord gives you in the evening meat to eat, and in the morning bread to the full, because the Lord has heard your grumbling that you grumble against him, what are we? Your grumbling is not against us, but against the Lord. In Numbers 13 and 14, the Israelites listened to the fear-filled reports by the spies who'd scoped out the promised land. And then they grumbled against Moses and Aaron as their leaders. Numbers 14, 2-4 says, And all the people of Israel grumbled against Moses and Aaron. The whole congregation said to them, Would that we had died in the land of Egypt, or would that we had died in this wilderness. Why is the Lord bringing us into this land to fall by the sword? Our wives and our little ones will become a prey. Would it not be better for us to go back to Egypt? And they said to one another, Let us choose a leader and go back to Egypt. God heard the Israelites' grumblings out there, and he did not look up to them lightly. On one occasion, 14,000 people died in one day as a result of grumbling against him and the leaders he'd established over them. That seems pretty harsh, doesn't it? Clearly then, God finds grumbling very offensive. But why? Because it's often associated with a sin of unbelief. When God puts us into a situation that we don't appreciate or understand, our human bent wants to protest and complain. We want to let him and others know that we don't think our circumstances are fair. We deserve better. But this attitude implies that we believe our wisdom is greater than his, our ways are higher than his, and our smarts are more trustworthy than his sovereignty. Grumbling demonstrates unbelief in God's divine authority and ultimately leads to disobedience. Psalm 106, 
4 and 5 tell us that the Israelites despised the pleasant land, having no faith in his promise. They murmured in their tents and did not obey the voice of the Lord. Would you agree with me that we are not much different from the Israelites? We might not speak our grumblings aloud in public, but we murmur them in secret to ourselves or perhaps to a close friend, like the Israelites did in their tents. Doubting God's wisdom and ways always leads to questioning His authority in our lives, and we end up choosing our path over His. Thankfully, God has provided a way for us to escape the temptation to grumble. That is, to express gratitude instead. When we feel as though our burden is too heavy to carry, we can thank God for the invitation to cast our cares on Him because He cares for us. When our workload makes us weary, we can thank Him for His offer to find rest in Him. When finances and resources run tight and we're tempted to grumble about not having enough, we can thank Him for promising to provide everything we need. Expressing gratitude eliminates grumbling. It works every time. So let's do the right thing, my friend. Let's ban grumbling from our minds and from our mouths. Personally, the next time I feel like complaining about mildew growing inside my cupboards, I will thank God for the privilege of having a warm place to live in this beautiful part of the world. Let's pray. Father, we praise you for being wise, loving, and sovereign over every detail of our lives. Forgive us for our short-sightedness. Forgive us for thinking you are not trustworthy or that our ways are higher than yours. Would you grant us grateful hearts and help us express gratitude when we feel like grumbling? Help us do the right thing, Lord, because you deserve our best. In Jesus' name, amen. Your Daily Bible Verse is a production of Life Audio and Salem Media. If you liked what you heard today, please take a second to rate and review this podcast in your favorite podcast app so that more listeners like you can find the show. For more faith-filled, inspirational podcasts, visit us at lifeaudio.com. You're fearfully and wonderfully made. God looks at your heart, not your gene size. Do you know the verses yet still stress over your body? Oh, I get it. I was raised in church, but I struggled with food, eating disorders, and my body for decades. I'm Heather Creekmore, host of the Compared To You podcast, where we talk about all things body image and comparison from a biblical perspective. We get real about the pressure to focus on appearance in a culture where looks seem to matter most. Whether you're wrestling wrinkles or battling the scale, Compared To Who is the show for you. You'll laugh a little and be encouraged a lot. If you're ready to stop comparing and start living, visit lifeaudio.com to listen and subscribe.